0: Hello, my name is Don English, Director of Children Deserve Success and Executive Director of the San Bernardino County Wide Gangs and Drugs Task Force. And I want to welcome you to our Children Deserve Success podcast. Monthly, we will be sending out these recordings regarding all things related to child welfare and attendance, school attendance review board, foster youth services. McKinney-Vento Homeless Programs in our County, and the San Bernardino Countywide Gangs and Drugs Task Force. This month's focus will be an interview with Jen Carson, Inland SoCal 211 Helpline Supervisor, Mental Health First Aid and Assist Trainer, Social Work Internship Field Supervisor with the Inland SoCal 211 Helpline. Jen, welcome and thank you so much for being here this morning.
1: Hey Don, glad to be here.
0: So if you would please introduce yourself and tell us what Inland SoCal 211 helpline is and how it services the county.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I'm glad to. So the um Inland SoCal Crisis and Suicide Helpline. Um, was founded in 1968. We're one of the oldest suicide hotlines in California. We're the only suicide hotline in Inland Southern California. We serve both counties, Riverside County and San Bernardino County. Um, We're a project of Inland SoCal 211 and Inland SoCal United Way. And you can reach a local, culturally competent counselor 24-7 at 951-686-HELP. And that's been our number um, all 54 years.
0: Wow. And Mm -hmm. I had no clue. And, you know, what I really liked about your response was a culturally competent response. So that's that's important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because as you well know, uh, certain uh, cultures do not uh, view mental health opportunities Mm -hmm. as something that we should take advantage of. Absolutely. So you've been featured on CNN, NPR, and the BBC. Mm -hmm. What is your passion for this work? Mm-hmm. And what made you become a mental health activist?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, unfortunately, I entered suicide prevention um, as a small child. I was preventing my own suicide. Right. Um, so I'm a childhood suicide and attempt survivor. Um, I attempted um, after some extreme, um, you know, trauma, child abuse. Um, my mother did a custodial kidnapping. We were in hiding for five years. Unfortunately, my parent was arrested for multiple counts of homicide. And, um, uh, like many children, um, whose parents are incarcerated or children exposed to violence and trauma Mm -hmm. abuse, I was struggling. I was very depressed. I was very traumatized. I was hiding in the school bathroom. Um, my elementary school didn't have no counselors, no social workers, no psychologists. You know, back then that wasn't a, that wasn't really a really thing. Um, and so, unfortunately, I was dealing with uh, suicidal behaviors and suicidal thoughts. And so, um, I wanted to um, somehow prevent. So, I actually started my career here in San Bernardino City as a school counselor. Mm-hmm and worked specifically with special needs youth as a and uh, crisis counseling, served on the crisis team, and actually got an award from your gang and drug task force back in 2004 for violence prevention. I did a mentoring anti-gang um, initiative. But started my career here, but later down the road, decided I wanted to work purely in suicide prevention. Last four years, I've been running the Inland SoCal Crisis and, and Suicide Helpline. It's a blessing.
0: Wow. I tell you what, since you... Uh kind of offered your services to the Gangs and Drugs Task Force. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of how i took it. That's exactly, sir. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. All
0: right. As educators, we have students at least six hours a day. Mm-hmm. What can we do to be more preventative and educate ourselves to reach youth, one, and then become that trusted adult for young people uh, when we see signs mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of suicidal ideation?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I um I do a training for um regarding children who have incarcerated parents, and um, I was talking to a group of kindergarten teachers once, and I was saying, you know, when child in the class during share time says mom or dad got arrested, you know, what is your response? And I said it should never be uh, we don't talk about that or let's talk about that at recess or any type of shameful response. And um, I would say we need to have uh, a non-judgmental, open approach mm-hmm. and to anything our children bring to our schools, you know, and be ready and prepared. And there should be no bad entrance. Any Anywhere a kid wants to go for help, that door should be open to them. As we know, our children often will connect with a paraprofessional. Mm-hmm. And those folks need to have the, the tools that they, they need. Uh, here in San Bernardino County, we do a training called Safe Talk, Suicide Alertness. We do another one called Mental Health First Aid. Mm-hmm. And we hear time and time again when bus drivers or paraprofessionals get that training, mm-hmm. they know how to recognize signs that a child might be having a mental health issue and then know how to connect them to help and so we really need to promote um you know getting all of our folks uh trained in in recognizing signs of distress and how to link to help
0: Wow. and you talked about you know um in previous years when mm-hmm. we were younger that was kind of taboo to talk about this absolutely this topic. um and we know that um uh, since the pandemic uh suicide rates have jumped off the charts i think for african americans going up 80% mm-hmm. so um you know that should be our focus and and also with wellness centers in our mm-hmm. schools so we're kind of mm-hmm. really focusing on that mm-hmm. as uh, administrators of child welfare and attendance which I think is really important mm-hmm. um talk a little bit about 988 is that something that you promote yeah
1: i want to i want to go in a and go back a little bit you mentioned um, this the spike in african american suicides absolutely. and so um i wanted to address that Um, I consider suicide rates a weather vane. So when we have um, this ginormous spike in black children under the age of 12 who are committing suicide at very, very high rates, and we have a spike with our Latina teens and our indigenous teens, okay? So these are three of the ginormous recent spikes. Because during the pandemic, you know, as we went a year or two into the pandemic, they said, oh, suicide rates went down. No, they did not. They went down with folk who got, uh, adult folk who got to work from home and sip on a latte while they worked from home. They did not go down in many groups. And those weather vanes, I'm trying to warn everyone, are children here in our community in San Bernardino. And so that needs to be a focus. You brought up 988. 988 was implemented at the federal level in 2020. And so let me tell you about 988, and I'm going to tell you the intent of 988, where it's at now, and then our hopes for the future, right? Mm -hmm. So the current National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-TALK, okay? And... um, But on July 16th, of this year, 2022, 988 is going to go live. You can call 988 from any device, okay, and um, and it will go to one of the 200 national centers. Here, if you call in San Bernardino, it's going go to go the LA center or the San Diego center, okay, and so calling 988 and it you know can get you to trained assistance right away. This is amazing because. Back in the 70s, when they launched 911, Mm -hmm. at that time, in many communities, if you called for a health emergency, the cops showed up with a police car. There weren't EMTs. There was no medical emergency response. Our police were under-resourced and underserved to do that. Well, today, in 2022, the same thing's happening with mental health. Our police are having to respond to mental health, and they don't want to. They're not prepared to. So this is an exciting um, time. When 988 is launched, it's the beginning of decoupling police from crisis mental health response. in the same way de- we decoupled health mm-hmm. uh, crisis in the 70s. So what's going to happen is, is um, mental, people in mental health crisis are going to start getting response from mental health um, crisis workers instead of law enforcement. Law enforcement want this. Behavioral health want this. Consumers want this. This is going to be incredibly helpful, especially for our families of color, our disabled folk, okay, Mm -hmm. and other um, groups that um, it hasn't been working well, the current system. Mm -hmm. So this is a really, really exciting time. Unfortunately, in California, AB 988, the Miles Hall Act didn't pass so we're implementing on July 16th with a little bit of emergency funds from the governor that the Miles Hall Act in honor of Miles Hall a boy of color a black boy with schizophrenia who died in a police interaction it didn't pass it's still in committee so i hope that all of our community really advocates to get that passed it's going to cause a small surcharge on your cell phone bill like the surcharge for 911 and I hope I hope we all consider that this is something important to fund.
0: Absolutely, that's so important and and, and informative as well. And so I really appreciate that response. Um, is there any current or upcoming program in education that you'd like to highlight as a best practice?
1: Yeah. Um, so there is there is amazing um, work in mental health education here in San Bernardino. We have a class called Assist. It's a two-day class for our professionals—people like mm-hmm. teachers, school counselors—you um, know—can take a two-day suicide first aid class and get certified. And um, and so that's one class. Mm-hmm. Another class is called Safe Talk, and that is suicide alertness, and that is incredible for our moms, our grandmas, our. You know, our uh, paraprofessionals at our schools, you know, and so on. Amazing, amazing training. Uh, I reside in Moreno Valley. And the Moreno Valley Mosque just trained everyone over 15, not the leadership at the church, at the mosque. Sorry, I didn't mean to say church at the mosque. But all attendees of the mosque got Mm -hmm. mental health first aid trained. And they've seen huge outcomes since they've been doing this the last few years. And so Mental Health First Aid is another class we offer here in San Bernardino, which is great for everyone. And that one is um, an eight-hour training, um, incredible, and it's offered here in San Bernardino County. We also have a class called Know the Signs, Suicide is Preventable. It's a 60-minute class. that's offered in English, Spanish, virtual and person. Um, and then we also have a program called Living Work Start for all of our students in San Bernardino. And that is an online class that they can take. Um, and so that class is something phenomenal that is offered as well. And if you connect here with the this, uh, San Bernardino um, County Superintendent of Schools, you can get information on any of those trainings and when they're available.
0: All right. Outstanding. Um, what's the good news when it comes to mental health issues in our country and county, especially for youth? And then is there anything uh, we should be cele- celebrating as it relates to our county implementing mental health programs mm-hmm. in our schools and communities?
1: Yeah, um, I have some really great news. So I shared with you that I'm a suicide attempt survivor. Yes. And I have something incredible to tell you. Nine out of ten people, including myself as a childhood child suicide attempt survivor, oh. nine out of ten people who who attempt suicide and survive will never die of suicide. Mm. That is because the help that is offered, including in this county, is saving lives. Okay, um, and some of the help that it that occurred on my journey. I was hospitalized at Loma Linda. I had a behavioral health hospitalization. So sometimes people need outpatient services. Some people need prevention tools. Mm -hmm. Some people, like me, who it became more severe, actually need a life-saving hospitalization, right, unfortunately. But we want to offer the least invasive intervention and that's why our our crisis lines can be a great tool, and our crisis mobile units can be a great tool, and so on, right? But along that spectrum of help, we know that help is working, mm-hmm. you know. And so this is this is uh, truly exciting, um, and I think that um, I think that there's increased awareness about mental health. Um, I went into my local coffee shop. I'm, I'm finishing my doctorate. I'm going to be Dr. Jen in August. Yay. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing some homework at my local coffee shop. The staff there, there's four, there's four or five teenage boys there, all boys of, of color, all young boys, whatever, you know, boys that are, are looked at and made assumptions about in this country. They go, oh, it's the suicide hotline, lady. We saved some songs for you. They made me a mental health playlist. And I started crying. They started playing songs for me about mental health. And they were like, it's the Suicide Hotline Lady. And these are just boys here in the community that I had started chatting with. And they had downloaded. They're like, we know you're Gen X, so we wanted to teach you some new songs. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I see Gen Z. I see them. I see what they're doing. I see them destigmatizing and getting out there. And saying you can, you know, and this is work that was laid by many people, right? You know, Simone Biles, our, our incredible mm-hmm. gymnast, when she says, I'm going to have to take a beat for my mental health, right? Mm-hmm um ruby barker the star from bridgerton it's it's a a famous show on on netflix she announced this week she said unfortunately i had to do a hospitalization for my depression you know young woman of color announcing this on twitter she was like if you ever need help get help it's like this this speaking out this destigmatizing, is going to get us on that path where our youth know how to recognize if they're in trouble and then how to go get help
0: dr jen carson august confused with dr ben carson
1: exact i know right (laughs) you know i want to i want to tell you a quick story i went to see a great aunt recently Mm -hmm. she said she was talking with some older folks in the family and they were saying oh that poor jenny what'll happen to poor jenny because because i'm you know they think oh she's she's the daughter of a lifer she's gonna end up no good right poor jenny and she said, "You know, poor Jenny, my beep. the the kid is brilliant," is what she told me. She said, "And you know, so many assumptions made. You know, of our children. You know, as uh, myself, as a child of uh, a lifer. You know, serving life sentence in, in uh, California prison. These assumptions made, and it's like even more barriers for. You know, here I am. I, I'm I'm disabled. You know, I have. You know, I have um, this this trauma background." But like, you know, our, um, you know, our, our, other kids from various marginalized groups, they're, they're expected to not make it through this, but, you know, it's just, there's a lot of hope, you know, our kids with the support they need, you know, can survive, thrive, and, and then, you know, lift as they climb, bring other people forward.
0: Wow. And youth rise or descend. Yes. to our expectations. Correct? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, um, and, uh, you know, as a, Educated for 28 years and a formal teacher. You were talking earlier about how uh, in the past the mm-hmm. law enforcement though had also that they weren't really trained in. No. Yeah. And so we, we did that oftentimes in our school system without clinicians, uh, which is another thing to celebrate. Absolutely. Um, with your wealth of knowledge in this field, mm-hmm. And I think you kind of touched on it before. How can we equip parents and the community with the tools that they need? You talked about some trainings, I thought, Mm -hmm. that was offered in San Bernardino City. Mm -hmm. So that's the first part. But the other is to identify any red flags that may be happening in their own homes. Mm -hmm. Because so often, you know, uh, it's almost as if we're not aware of our surroundings in our own dwellings. Mm -hmm. So so what would you say about that as it relates to just um, really – bringing that awareness to us mm-hmm. as in our family mm-hmm. environment.
1: No, absolutely. You know, I always say that, you know, imagine um, a Nana in 1922 here in San Bernardino, you know, and one of her little ones chokes. Most likely she would have opened the door and screamed for help because she didn't know the Heimlich maneuver, right? So that that could have happened with a Nana here in our community, here in San Bernardino in 1922. Well, your average grandma now would know how to respond to a choking because they've taken first aid and CPR. It is my hope that all of our grandmas in this next decade have taken mental health first aid, right? And, you know, when you ask, like, you know, what are we looking for? When are we concerned, right? And so... Um, what I, what I say is don't ignore invitations. So let me tell you what that means, what I mean by that. Cause I'm don't mean an invitation like a wedding invitation. I want you to imagine a five-year-old boy. Um, he gets off the special needs bus that drops in front of the house. Okay. He enters the house. He flings himself on the couch, crosses his, his arms in front of his chest, right? Scrunches up his face and looks down. What is he inviting the grandparent or the parent to ask him?
0: What's the problem?
1: Exactly. What's wrong? What happened? Right. He's going to go, I was at recess, and then Jaden pushed me down, right? So he's going to tell you the story of what occurred. And then as you're listening, you're going to find out, was Jaden a little bit aggressive? Or in the story, do we hear... And then he shoved my face down and I couldn't breathe. Well, then that's a serious problem, right? So you're assessing for what it is after you explored the invitations. What we need to do is when we see mental health invitations, right, when we see our loved one have changes, they're withdrawn, Mm -hmm. their hygiene changes, their energy level changes, they're sleeping too much, they're sleeping too little, they're not eating, they're eating too much, they have a change in the academics, When we see changes in someone that indicate something is wrong, we have to start with, are you okay? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm here for you. Tell me what's going on. So the basic suicide first aid steps are ask, listen, get help. Ask, listen, get help. Ask, listen, get help. Every parent can learn those steps. Mm -hmm. And if we ask, and then we truly listen for a long time, and then we get help, that's where you're gonna see a change. You can call the Endless Socal Crisis Helpline if you're a grandma or parent and you're with your teen and and you you want a little bit of extra help. You can call us 24 hours a day. And you can put us on a three-way call, right? And you'll reach a English Spanish counselor 24/7 and we can talk to you. You can you can call 1-800-273-TALK the national line starting in July 988, okay? So you can reach a crisis counselor 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Our youth can reach crisis text line by 741-741. In San Bernardino County, any adult can get a crisis counselor within 120 seconds. Mm -hmm. Utilize that. Know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Utilize that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, ask, listen, get help. And, you know, and there's all kinds of help. If you're a family that prefers faith-based help, Mm -hmm. we can connect you to that you know, call 211, the social service referral line. We will get you to the referrals you need. But, and 211, the social service referral line is also 24-7, English, Spanish, um, and uh, something like 250 other languages by translation. So at any point, you can call and reach a helper 24 hours a day in San Bernardino County. Wow.
0: A few years ago, we were uh, legislated to... Include suicide prevention on the back of ID school ID cards, which mm-hmm. I thought was really important. Really important. Um, and it's going to be even more important to have three digits versus seven digits, I would think. Yes, sir. Uh, so that we can memorize that.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, I tell you what, Dr. Jen, you've been phenomenal uh, as advertised. I appreciate oh, your time so much. thank you, Mr. So I'm much. so
1: glad. I'm so glad to be with you.
0: Uh, yeah, I... Uh, I will take you up on on your invitation to be more active with the gangs and drugs task force though <laughs> I show up anywhere i
1: show up and um you know i do i do wanna um i i took i took a call from at the suicide hotline from um someone trying to ex, exit the life get out of gangs and it sticks with me forever mm. we we do get a quite a few mm. calls from them mm. and so um that's another group that we need to to help, um, you know, re-en- with reentry. Oh, I appreciate we? that because oh. now we
0: can drill down on that. I didn't think about yeah. the fact that, you know, a lot of people who no longer want to be involved in a detrimental space and mm-hmm. time in their lives Absolutely. reach out to the Suicide Prevention Hotline. That's mm-hmm. really important.
1: Yeah. And it's,
0: it, it's important for you to share that. Yeah. So we'd love to have you speak at one of our – general sessions.
1: Absolutely, uh, sir. Absolutely.
0: That are every uh first Wednesday of the month, 7:30 mm-hmm. to 8:30 at the Sheriff's Department right here in beautiful San Bernardino, California.
1: I will be there. I'll be there, sir.
0: I tell you what, I appreciate you <laughs> and thank you all for listening. We hope you find this information valuable. If you have any topics or questions that you would like addressed, please email them directly to CWA at sbcss.net as always we hope you stay well and continue to transform lives through education